The end of the 2022 regular season has arrived. That's the gray cloud that has covered over half the teams in the league now. But the silver lining, the playoffs are here and ready to deliver. Just like the push-off. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Push-Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's... Dan Patrick Swayze Wright. Get it? Because it's time for the dance. Ah. Um, been a while. Could have gone with Michael Flatley, but, uh, I mean, listen, this is a Swayze household that I live in. It's all <laughs> Swayze all the time. <laughs> Did we ever talk about that? No. This is, is a whole podcast uh, in and of itself, but like, oh this yeah, is this Patrick is a Swayze, Swayze house. Yeah. I mean, so you figure for the ladies, there's dirty dancing, obviously. And for the gentlemen, roadhouse. roadhouse. And then the ladies say, wait, 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 that's too much man. Dalton is too much man. Let's throw a little ghost in here. And then the gentlemen go, well, let me throw a little point break at you. <laughs> Patrick Swayze can do no wrong in this Those house. Those last two are coming to mind is Ghost and Point Break when I think of Swayze, but yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about football. Roadhouse, man. He rips the throat out. <laughs> let's talk about football. The end of the season is here. If you want to watch your team's greatest uh, highlights, I'm sure everybody's putting those out on YouTube. Uh, NFL's got clips of your rookies, best play. You know, all that stuff's on there. Um, we are celebrating an end of a year and we're celebrating that DeMar Hamlin is returning to Buffalo. Uh, he seems like he's on the mend and I mean, hope if he wants to hope to see him out on the gridiron again. Yeah. I mean, we got to see what's going on with that heart. I mean, you literally can fully recover. You can fully co- recover from Commotio Cortis. Yeah, you really can. That's um, awesome. You know, the fact that DeMar Hamlin is a young blood. Right. Uh, and he's going to be able to, you know, kind of recover. So I, I have all the hope in the world for the guy. But uh, yeah, t- take her easy tomorrow. No, no need to rush. Yeah, but um, it, it, that was the header into an exciting week eighteen that had, you know, the games that didn't matter and the things, you know, that NFC South gave us, and then uh, some races to the end to see who was actually going to be uh, clinching spots in these playoffs. Dan, I have it broken up here in this uh, week of NFC, then AFC, because we started with the AFC last week, so we're going to lead with our boys this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the best, it's the best conference, we've talked about it. Um, it's just the fucking, listen, it's it's the old classics. AFC is always going to be the also-rans, the guys that glommed on <laughs> and decided to join into the NFL. The NFL already existed, we just went, alright, we'll be the NFC. 
Uh, you know, I'm telling you, the NFC is the icon. I wasn't, I wasn't walking in here to create a diverse here. I was, you know, (laughs) the nation is already divided as much as it is. Football brings us all together. Uh, unity and end, end that, uh, racism, all that stuff that those end zones say. Uh, and the back of refs uh, hats now too. Listen, um, no, there's a lot of news to get through here. So we're going to speed through a lot of those games that don't matter to focus on a solid wild card playoff matchup this is our th- third year doing th- uh seven seeds is that right or second just second uh this is our second year just last year was our first year where we had the no, money it? it feels no it feels like mm-hmm. last year they did the monday night for the first time but we had like a three saturday three sunday solid thing prior that has it been it's weird because it all blends together at this point but um, there's so much in that wild card weekend now. You know, can't argue that. There's so much now. Two games on Saturday. 20, 2020. So 2020 was the first year they had. This is 2022. Uh, so this is the third yeah. year, third season of it. Uh, this is the second season that we did a week 18. I think that's the thing. They're slowly. Yes. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So there were, there were seven from each conference and then we moved. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, that means, you know, it didn't, it didn't all just change overnight. 14 By the way. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out, I'm saying a bunch of random words. These are all Patrick Swayze movies. Oh, I didn't know. No, I stopped listening to the specific thing. (laughs) I've, I've already, I've already named five Patrick Swayze movies. <laughs> I'm going to see how many I can get for their entire episode. I'm on a real Swayze. It's going to mostly go over my head. You got his IMDb in front of you. <laughs> um, what, all right. So anyways, what we're leading into is there's a lot to talk about and uh, the quote unquote black Monday, all that stuff. I'll leave that for the end. Let's it's a real black dog Monday. Scott. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, the game that ended Sunday. Lions 20 Packers 16. Dan, you picked it. You got the Lions in this one. Um, the Lions had, quote-unquote, nothing to play for. You know, the Seahawks won earlier in the day. The Lions were sitting here with no reason to come out here and play this one. Packers winning in scenario. They knew it the whole way. And this is what we got. Uh, Jamal Williams against his old team. It was his night. Uh, he had the press conference at the end. He had the... Uh, the Naruto or whatever uh, entrance on the, the 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 liner when he came in on the game. Yeah, the Kazakagi. Yes, all of it. All of it was Jamal Williams, and it was so much Jamal Williams that since the flashback to uh, the start of this podcast season and Hard Knocks preseason with the Detroit Lions, won me over then. He won me over then with his crying in the huddle, I ain't losing like that again, and he – he proved it all season long, so I give it up for Jamal Williams. Um, but that was kind of it for the Lions. The other side of the ball, Riders threw a touchdown. Watson had another deep pass, and Crosby kicked three of four. Uh, they tried to kick another 50-plus for him. You know, He just doesn't have that leg anymore. He might be done here soon. Yeah. It bounced. I think it's a good choice. Yeah. It's a good choice for him to hang it up. You you can see it's it's hurting him. Bounced off the crossfire again in that one, and the Vikings one. And that one falls on the inside, but thank God it doesn't here again. Um, Packers, yeah, they were basically kicking field goals here. It was six to nine at the half. Um, the Lions put it away with a hook and ladder. I saw on the last drive. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell. It was a little. 
little mini hook and ladder. I mean, here's the thing. I, I love Dan Campbell being like, listen, I know we're eliminated, but I told y'all my diet is mostly kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that does not that does not stop us. We're going to talk about the Seattle game. The Lions have a legit argument that they got fucked in this. Yeah. Like, hard fucked. Yeah. Like, this was the NFL trying to hand something to Rodgers, uh, you know, try to get him in the playoffs. But, uh, alas, he finds himself an outsider. And, yeah, it's nice that there wasn't an opportunity. There wasn't anything really in this game that was a glaring, like, what did the refs just, or the NFL decide no. they wanted to, you know, this is what, this is how it laid out. Um do you need to talk about the uh, uh, elimination by the rookie Quay Walker? Listen, twice now this season, and you want to pick like probably the worst thing you probably could have done this week was to push somebody who's coming out to help out a player who's injured on the field. Oh, my God. I don't know what he was thinking. He doesn't know what he was thinking, and I guess that's, that's the uh, – Heat of the moment, Royd Rage blowing through these gen- these young kids' heads. I mean, Quay Walker, this is his second elimination this year for pushing somebody who's not in uniform. Yeah. Like, pushing just random fucking people. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Quay Walker? So, he has already fully apologized. Mm-hmm. So, that's the one saving grace. Is He's like, listen, I'm fucking stupid. I did a stupid fucking thing. I was a fucking idiot. I'm super sorry. Um, I will not let this happen again. We will find out very quickly, you know, whether this is a... Like, Vontez Perfect was an asshole on playing the, the game field, of football. Right. On the field, but it was all football-related assholery. He never had, like... He was a cheap artist amongst the chalk that yeah, this, stopped after... Well, I don't know if it stopped after the whistle with Perfect, but I get what you're well, trying no, to say. It, yeah. The <laughs> echo of the whistle. This is like Albert Hainsworth level shit, yes. where you're like, you're kind of a... You're, you're actually a piece of shit, like, as a teammate, like, if you do this sort of thing. That's a piece of shit sort of thing to do. Um, you know, Quay Walker was talking about how he... You know, he's looking at his former teammate, his former Georgia teammate, DeAndre Swift, and he was concerned about him. It's like... Dude, but if you're concerned, get the fuck out of the way from medical personnel, mm-hmm. you crazy asshole. Yeah, that guy was like, I, I just don't two-year-old teammate that I think was unconscious at the time. So, yeah, and I, I think I understand that he is worried about DeAndre Swift, but the idea of like, well, I didn't know who it was. That's a bit of a tall tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's this is a bit of a fucking this is a nutcase. I mean, Quay Walker's probably a fucking nutcase. We have to see how this progresses, and he is very young. Yeah, but uh, I would be very concerned if I'm if I'm Coach Lafleur, who twice is like, "Don't be fucking stupid. Like, be smarter than that." The f- yeah, you shouldn't have to do that twice in a and year. And the first one was even worse. But you do it once, you kind of, as a young kid, you're gonna get a you know call off it. Now the, the spotlight's gonna be on him, like you said. Yeah, we're gonna see. Yeah. Um, Packers get eliminated after this game. I, I don't want to. Start now and talk all season about what Rodgers is going to do, um, if he's coming back or not. I want to know, you know, bless you, what's going to, you know, he'll tell us, figure it out whenever. But there was a moment in this where the rookie Jameson Williams walks up to him and goes, hey, man, can I get your jersey? And Rodgers like, no, I'm going to hold on to this one. And that's all that people are going on in this post-press conference or whatever. But, 
yeah. I mean, I think Rodgers I mean, knows he's close <laughs> to hanging it up, and it's just a matter of him deciding every year. This feel this doesn't feel like the end for me for Aaron Rodgers. This feels like we're gonna get one last dance maybe with him. Wasn't uh, that last season? <laughs> no, but this is this is I think the last one because he has to. I think he has to go on a on a tour. You know, I think that's actually what he wants. Like we're talking about these arrogant lunatics. They actually want the. This is my last show. season. I'll tell you in April. Yeah, you want the Derek Jeter experience where you're like, "Hey, I'm hanging it up, guys. I'm sorry, I'm hanging it up." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me, provide me a present when I when I come to your city because this is the last time you're gonna see this sweet ass. Uh, I think that's what he wants. I think he's probably just gonna say, "Hey, this is my last year in Green Bay. This is my last year playing football. I'm gonna retire a Green Bay Packer." But you know, this team's too good, and we're gonna give it a shot. Um, I think that's the future. He's he's bound to make way too much money. Yeah, uh, I know he's made a lot of money, but he's Somebody bound to said make that a too. lot it's like of money. Ninety nine something million next it's year. Crazy. It's like, who are you gonna walk away from that? Who walks away from that? Especially if the Packers are like we don't have a better option right now. You know, it's not like yeah. the Favre situation where they were begging him to leave. This is yeah, they don't have another thing. To he's do. still at the top of his game. Like Favre was slipping. Well, you know, I don't know if Rodgers. I want to look up the last time he's thrown a three touchdown to 290 game. You know, anything up there. Not this sure. season. It hasn't been that. But I, that could be a difference of offense, you know. You lose Nathaniel Hackett, you can see what how important he's been. Uh, <laughs> to, to whom? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. we got so much to talk about. And I could, I could lo- you know, sit here in Packers tears all night. Uh, they're done, and you know my team could be joining them very soon. We don't know, so I'm gonna keep shut. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about though. You brought it up. Seahawks 19, Rams 16 went to overtime. Uh, this is one I picked because you were trying to to, to make up a, some ground there, Dan. Um, and I was also rooting very hard for the Lions. Yeah, I was actually rooting for the Rams in this one too, uh, especially because when it went to overtime, I thought it was pretty exciting. Baker Mayfield doing his best, but he only. Th- just threw an interception. It was Cam Akers. Cam Akers, since he got healthy, is like, oh, yeah, and the Rams are pretty good with him. Um, Jalen Ramsey had two interceptions and did his best to try to get a last uh, a flag there <laughs> out of this stuff. He oh, First of all, they got the flag thrown on him, which it was a kind of a, a thing. Is that the play I, you were talking I about? I thought or? it was a – well, I thought it was a bang-bang, a little ticky-tacky. There were a couple different plays in this game – where you're like, ah, are we really doing this? Are we letting the Seahawks back into this fucking right. thing? Because they were not, they were outplayed by the Rams in this game. Like, straight up, for three-plus quarters, they were outplayed. And then the fucking plays just disappeared for the Rams in the fourth right. quarter. Um, it, it didn't, it, you know, we're not looking at Geno Smith. He's, he's not the fucking comeback kid. This is not He uh, kind of had a rough Smith's game forte. himself with two interceptions. Yeah, they don't want him. It's Walker and and a pass rush for the Seahawks. You know they had five sacks yeah. in this game. Yeah, that's what you want. You want to run the fucking ball. It's not uh, right. It, I, I'm not saying the fix was in by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and it is because tr- I, I think the NFL, the NFL was like, hey, listen, we would love if it's Lions Packers an actual play in game. Yeah, but it was just it was a little a little shysty, You know, if I'm watching this game, I don't I didn't like it. Um. Is there a call specifically? I, re- I remember, too, now when I'm talking about that personal foul that Ramsey had, I was thinking it should have been – they should have called one when he when 
um, DK puts his finger in, in Ramsey's face, but yeah, that it, led to the missed field goal anyways in regulation. So it's kind of chalk anyways. Like they brought him up and then he missed the kick. So that one I was I was, didn't care about too much. What cost him the game was Mayfield missed Van Jeff threw it so much behind Van Jefferson was wide open in overtime and Quandre Diggs made a hell of a play. Quandre Quad. What's for what's Diggs's first name? I thought it was Quadri. Okay, Quadri Diggs. All right, I thought it didn't sound good when it came out of my. I don't know him many Quadris. Um, yeah, this is a great interception by him. Yeah, I I think that one was tough because you you're basically looking at. Sorry, I'm talking about the penalty where he runs into Jalen Ramsey. Okay, and it's it's basically just like he's just holding his ground on the sideline. You know, there was no additional like juice that Jalen Ramsey gave him. He just kind of like stood his ground on the sideline and he, you know, he was so close. I think you maybe give a warning there. And I think if it's anybody other than Jalen Ramsey, I don't think there's a flag, Yeah. but Jalen Ramsey's such kind of a, an obvious shit bag. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there was, a, there was a throw in overtime where I thought, it should have been intentional grounding, and they wound up letting him kind of take it. But that was an overtime. Oh, um, yeah. So there's just a few. I'm trying to think of them exactly, but I left that game with the feeling of like, ah, eh, this. They wanted the Seahawks to win this fucking. Hey, game. the Lions feel that every week, so they were cheering for a Rams victory in this one. It had to feel the same as any other Sunday. Um, Geno Smith set a Seahawks single season passing record this season. Uh, so, that fucking boggled my mind. Yeah. I was like, really? With no longer Russell the, Wilson and Matt Hasselbeck? Yeah, nothing? No, no longer Russell Wilson's. It's Geno Smith's now. Uh, he's going to the playoffs. Uh, they, they're they in because the Lions helped them, and they, they eliminate the Lions earlier in the day, and then the Lions help them in. What's your thoughts with, uh, I don't think we talked about it before, but Seahawks a little upset that when the schedule came out for Week 18, the Packers that this game wasn't played at the same time as the Packers game. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I, I think even though it wasn't a great game, you have to take the obvious play in game of Tennessee Jacksonville. Yeah. Which wound up being a fine game. You know, it was, it wasn't exactly a showcase for uh, Trevor Lawrence, but it wound up being a fine game. It was, you know, very much competitive. Uh, but yeah, it was a distinct disadvantage for the, you know, for the Lions and for the Seahawks, whatever happens in the Seahawks game is gonna fuck with the Lions' psyche. Like it, it must have. I, I think the Lions would have won this game by more. If you know, if if the Rams Seahawks game, I agree with you. The Rams Seahawks game went the way it did, where it went to overtime. The Lions looking at the the uh the scoreboard during that game. Then I think so. Uh, if it was a difference where they look up and the Seahawks are up by two scores, then maybe the Packers take it over because the lions are a little defeated in that thought here at least the lions sure. knew what was on the table they're like all right well we're not going to the playoffs but this is the damn packers we're not gonna let them you know and that's what they said and i believe it that that's why they were set to win this game was that they weren't going to go let the the packers in um yeah players yeah. players want to win all the time players want to win we have evidence of that down in houston no kidding uh Players always want to win. They never go out to lose the fucking game. I think I think to your point, yeah, it could have broken their spirits during the game where you're like, oh, fuck, we're eliminated. 
Um, but before this game started, I think they had just enough time to get their minds right and be like, let's go fuck up Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's let's do this. And I think that was enough motivation. I think I think that was yeah, that was the time when they were just like, no, let's let's get our minds right. Dan Campbell certainly certainly one of the coaches of the year, uh, if if nothing else. I I don't know if he's actually gonna win coach of the year, but my God, he did a great job with the Lions. Um, we're gonna dip right into the playoffs here in the first game of the weekend, Saturday afternoon. Don't don't sleep on Saturday. It's playoffs, the kickoff uh Saturday at three thirty sometimes catches you off guard. I think, but uh, here we are, Seahawks at 49ers. You know, to talk about the Niners game in a lot of depth, I'll put that in the uh, no offense, the the extra super long, uh, the longest no offense of the season always is is the final week of the regular season. Uh, Seahawks at 49ers. Listen, we talked about Geno Smith and his uh, Cinderella year. Uh, he He didn't write back. Gino gets an extra million dollars for making the playoffs. He's made himself an extra three point five million dollars in total incentives this year. Uh, he's made himself three point five million this year. He made himself ten million dollars next year. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, he gave himself a real good raise for anybody coming for a starting quarterback next year because he's he's shown he can do it. I mean, he always had that as his ceiling. You know, coming out of West Virginia, that was his ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, you thought a guy like this could do it. Um, but yeah, Geno Smith, I mean, I would stay in Seattle from him, but, uh, whoever it is, they're going to be paying starter money. So good for yeah, him. Yeah. He got his chance again. I mean, he's had chances before, but he got his chance finally again and then took, took it here. Um, but God, he's going up against this buzzsaw, the San Francisco 49ers in, in my eyes right now, they might be, uh, the hottest team in the NFL. If you, I think they've won 10 in a row, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. They're very dangerous. They do still have a rookie QB. That's the weird thing about them. Yep. A rookie QB has never won the Super Bowl. How fucking weird would it be if it is a rookie Mr. Irrelevant that wins the Super Bowl? Yeah. You know, I know what you're thinking. Ben Roethlisberger won it in his second year. Did Brady uh, win it in his second, second year? second year. Brady? Brady won it in his second year. Okay. I know he took over for Bledsoe. I just thought it was for some reason or... or Real early, um, okay. Well then, yeah, Brock, you got to wait till next year. Come on, uh, I don't know. Uh, Shanahan, uh, McCaffrey, that's a monster there in itself. Um, so the Niners uh, didn't totally rust people, rest people in the uh, the Cardinals game, but I think they're going to be okay. It is a day shorter week, but it is for the Seahawks too, who also. Had to play an extra, um, you know, quarter yeah, there time. in that one. So Seattle, you know, is not favored in this one now by a long shot. I think the what the line is like ten and a half or something. You and me, we don't even pick on line. So it feels like a Niners victory here. It feels like the Niners will be moving on, and the Seahawks would need to shock the world with a victory here in in Santa Clara <sighs> on Saturday. I I would be fully fully fucking shocked um, if if this wound up if this wound up going to the Seahawks. I know the 49ers, like I said, they have a rookie quarterback, but they are better at every level of the game, except for maybe their secondary. But 
their secondary is not as good as the you know the Seahawks secondary right now, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, they're better at every level. They have a better offensive line. They have better running backs. They have better wide receivers. They have better uh, a better defensive line by a long shot. They have a better uh, defensive backfield. They have a better. They're just really good. They're just really really fucking good. And these Seahawks have outperformed their ability level all year. Mm-hmm. All year they have outperformed it. The chickens have come home to roost, I think, now. And, uh, you know, the Seahawks cannot be mad. They literally have a top-five pick because of the Russell Wilson trade and a team that is seems like it's ready to reload, not rebuild oh next year. Oh, my God. Year, you want so. to talk about There's an argument that they could have offensive and defensive uh, rookies of the year. I mean, Walker. Oh, with Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, Walker yeah. and then uh, the cornerback there, Woolen. Uh, yeah. Tariq, Tariq Woolen. Woolen looks ops- awesome. Uh, they added Charles Cross on the tackle. You know, the Seattle Seahawks, yeah. you're right. They completely uh, retooled, not rebuild. They they skipped a year, maybe two, year and a half of rebuild here, and they're in the playoffs. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, they got to be happy with where they're at, win or lose in this game. I, I, I agree with you there, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling like they're going to sneak this one out. It's It's a divisional game. So they know this team, and maybe, you know, they've got some tricks Original they know. But. House money? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're they're playing with house money, and they're playing a rookie QB. If you've – if somebody has enough film, because he's had five games now, if a defensive coordinator's got enough film on this kid now that they go, hey, I think I got Brock Purdy's tell, this would be the game to find out. The secondary in Seattle is talented enough to make him pay, but I think – Shanahan is a good enough quarterback that if they start making him pay, he'll just be like, no, run this bitch forever. <laughs> just not, don't ever stop running it. Debo, Christian, just don't stop. Yeah. Don't put the ball in the kids' hands anymore. Uh, let's round up the rest of the NFC then, the rest of the NFC playoff picture. The Eagles beat the Giants uh, last on uh, Sunday, which finally clinches – not only the NFC East for the Philadelphia Eagles, but the number one seed too. Something that they've been sitting at uh, since week two, trying to accomplish. Uh, and finally, yeah, they, they they shake you guys just long enough here to to take care of it. Yeah, um, they've been they've been playing with their food a little bit. Yeah, you know, over the past few. Weeks. Obviously, yeah. Uh, you had um, Hertz take a couple weeks off there, give it to the backup guy. He had to come back into this one. Not, didn't do a lot of running. They they try to play very safe with them. The Giants also played it very safe by not playing anybody. Uh, we had a uh, Davis Webb game. Even though uh, Giants jump up to or Giants Eagles jump up to the sixteen nothing halftime lead. Giants came all the way back. It was sixteen twenty two, but the Eagles clinched themselves the uh, the bye week. They will not be playing this week. Yeah it. The Giants did the right thing. I completely understand that they're like, listen, we we are banged the fuck up. We need to get as healthy as we can, and we don't give a shit about like we're the sixth seed, no matter what. No we're matter what, on the road. Yeah, they were set. No matter what, there's nothing to gain for the Giants. So why would you put your best players in harm's way? Get them the rest that you can. I get it for the Giants. Um, I sure would have loved Davis Webb to pull this one out, but. Uh, the Eagles are the Eagles all year have been the best team in the NFC. Like pole to pole, they've been fantastic. 
you can make the argument that the 49ers are on a great run. You could make the argument that maybe the Cowboys have the highest ceiling potentially on, you know, just when their offense is clicking, when their defense is clicking, they just have never played a game where both are happening except for uh, against the Vikings. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, no, never know, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles, I, I just hope the Jalen hurts is fucking rusty. That's all I can hope for. I hope he's super fucking rusty and I hope, He's not sharp in his passing game, and whoever plays the Eagles breaks out to a quick lead. That's all I'm hoping for. But God damn it, the Eagles are really, really good. Yeah, you're right. Those are the things. Um, those are the things that could trip up the Eagles at this point. Is Hertz, you know, has an amazing year, but it started too early, and and it caught up with him. It's a very long season to keep up that much skill that he's had uh, this year, and then also cost himself the uh, MVP though. Yeah, that he I, left. I will say that that he, he left. Uh, what three games or whatever yeah it kind of did and that the i mean it should help them that the eagles were losing those games but whatever um peyton manning should have won the mvp the year he was out (laughs) yeah yeah there's been that argument too i think in that year so uh congrats to the eagles uh the nfc goes through you um we'll see what happens um for now that's true i mean we'll see yeah they, they you gotta now you got to play the games. Everybody's the thing goes to zero. But they, like I said, they don't play this week. There's a lot of teams that don't play this week. What I should say is Philadelphia Eagles are playing in a following weekend. Okay, they they're the only sure. they're one of two teams that get that. So congrats to them. They only need to win two to make it. Everybody else has got to win three. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, we'll bring it on to Sunday afternoon then, where the New York Giants who uh, take their rested players. To Minnesota, once again, this was just happened Christmas Eve. Uh, New York Giants at Minnesota Vikings. That's uh, the rematch. Sunday, 3.30 afternoon. Um, maybe the Giants are a little bit more healthy than the last time they played the Vikings there. This, that was near the end of that season. Uh, I know Saquon was on a pitch count the prior game, but not so much in Minnesota. They seemed fine for that one. But they did throw it on us a lot, so I don't know. Things were different there. We're certainly not. Or we're the Vikings are certainly not as healthy as they were there, especially on that offensive line. The questions are if Garrett Bradbury comes back or not. He has not played the last like four or five weeks, and uh, I don't know how much he's even practiced so far you know, this week. Uh, Talking about rust a little bit. Yeah, and uh, you got Lawrence. In the middle there for the Giants is a very scary player. Um, I got that, yeah. And then um, on the outside, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Dexter Lawrence. On the outside, uh, Thibodeau was blocked a lot by O'Neal last time, and O'Neal is now done. Yeah. So, yeah, there's those problems. Vikings going to need to get the ball fast. Their offense going to need to be uh, on point, and then you know the defense has to bet. Please not break. I, you, the bending is going to happen, I'm sure, but please don't break. Um, I hope that that place is screaming loud because it's a playoff game and they've been ready for this one for a few weeks and maybe uh, the new coach has some some of those tricks that he, he brought over that he's been hiding close to the chest, the vest that's going to come out. So I, I'm going to – this one I believe I'm going to take my Vikings in the hopes that, you know, it's not going to be – no matter what happens, it's an exciting year, but it would still be a disappointment if you don't win at least this one. 
Yeah, I, I think if if the Giants wind up losing this game, I think Minnesota is a city of, uh, or you know, Minneapolis is a city of joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be having a great time. I I need you to beat the Giants because I fucking hate them, <laughs> um, and I don't want them to progress. But if the Giants, if the Giants win, which I'm hoping they don't, and the Cowboys win, the Giants go face the Eagles. That's right. In all probability, because I I doubt very much that the Seahawks are going to win. Right. They would go face the Eagles, and uh, then at least one NFC East team I know gets eliminated during this playoffs in Week 2. That'd be fucking great. Um, I think your team is better. I, th- I think your wide receivers will be healthy. I think your running backs will be healthy. Your O-line's not healthy, but you know if you can get out to any bit of a lead, you'll be able to keep them off balance. I do worry if the Giants get a couple lucky plays and get a lead on you because that would allow their pass rush to tee mm. off. That would make me worried. You guys have to stay in this, but you guys thrive in one-score games, so I think you'd be okay. Yeah, no, this Vikings team is certainly one that could falter. Two, three things happen, and then the whole thing just falls apart, and they're like, well, there you go. There's the season. Um, But they're also, God, they've been rally monkeys. They've been uh, everything of not letting stuff go. Cardiac cats. What's the other animal things that are connected with uh, amazing finishes that's been the Minnesota Vikings this season? So, like, people have been saying, like, either they're one and done or they're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I feel like that. So my my confidence will go up with uh, with good play and more wins here as we go. But um, yeah, come on. I think that I think they got this one. We'll see what happens. But I, I'm picking them. If picking means anything at this point now for us. Uh, and then Dan, because I don't know, we talk about either of those games that happened. Tampa didn't play their starters the whole game, and your Cowboys. Didn't have much on the line once it was all said and done, especially with the Eagles winning. So Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is our game that rounds out the weekend. Monday night, you're going to have to wait all the way to Monday night for playoff football. I know. And then also, too, this it's a li- you know at the end of a long day, too. You're going to have to stay up for this. Just just take Tuesday off of work, Dan, I, I think is what uh, the universe is telling you here. It, it depends. I, luckily, I'm someone fueled entirely by rage, <laughs> and so uh, if they wind up losing this game, I'll have a very productive work week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and if we if we wind up winning the game and all the other wildcard teams lose, it means we're going to the Eagles, so I'm, I'm a hype beast. I'm ready to go. Um, I think we'll win. I think we will beat them. I think, I think Diggs is good enough to shut down Mike Evans, and I think at that point, Eventually, the Brady magic has to run out. It has to. I just want, I just want him to suffer. That's all I want. I want him to end this year a loser in the wild card round. We we are owed it as fans. We can't keep doing this fucking Brady thing where he, you know, rips our fucking heart out. Um, I don't know if he's ever actually lost to the Cowboys. I don't think he no, has. No, that's one of those things. Tom Brady hasn't lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's a silly thing because. How many times? There's been a lot of Cowboys teams. He's played on a lot of different teams. Go. But, uh, well. yeah, but it'd be nice to just be like, hey, let's tarnish that record just a little bit. Go fuck right, yourself, yeah. Tom. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of an exciting game. I think the Cowboys, um, I don't know, something weird. On the grass, in the prime time, weird things can happen. They've, uh, they've had a couple of rougher games here late in the season as people have been banged up. But come on, Tampa Bay has gotten 
beyond lucky in some of these late games themselves. Uh, they could have lost the division to any of the other teams in this one yeah. because it was such a crap shoot. Um, to think that Tom Brady and these guys are just going to click it on because it's playoffs feels a little silly at this point. Um, yeah, it did send Tom Brady home. Let him focus on fatherhood. They, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I think he's played enough football. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Again, I don't think he's uh, retiring after this season. I think if he he maybe wants to try somewhere else, is he restricted free agent? He's not. He can't just pick anywhere else after this season. No, he's he can't be tagged. He can go anywhere he oh, wants. Oh, unre- okay. He could he could literally go to the 49ers if he wanted. Yeah, to. and he doesn't have. I mean, he doesn't have to do it for money at this point. It's it's all for sheer. Uh, fuck you, energy. That's all he wants. I'm interested That's, in see what he wants he's to do. Fueled by this. Um, so yeah, that might be in the back of his head too. Maybe he's done in Tampa. I don't know. Um, the the defense is trying to get healthy, but they're a little banged up and stuff too. So I think it might be a uh, trendy pick to pick Tampa Bay in this one, or to pick uh, the Giants in the Vikings one. Honestly, I think our teams are the kind of that situation because it's not the Niners game. But I think the Cowboys are a better team, absolutely, especially on paper and the way they've been playing, um, talent-wise too. So I'll pick the. I think the Cowboys would win that one. So I think you're right. We both have about the same lineup. Cowboys going to Philly next week. That would mean Minnesota's going to San Francisco, and uh, that doesn't. Eee. Yeah, that's rough. The I brought this up before. I've never watched a Vikings season where they have won more than more than one postseason game i've seen them win postseason games but the next week is heartbreak every time I, I mean that's the same thing for me and the cowboys is that right you've never seen well wait you've watched them in the super bowl seasons in the 90s i i don't remember them okay i, mean, I was fucking what i was nine well like, at, I, at the 95 game i can't remember that shit those are the seasons i started in so i do remember those cowboys seasons where they won one one and and it was like well unless they're playing the san francisco you know the 49ers and and young and Rice coming up, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. Um, the Vi- the last time the Vikings won back-to-back playoff games was an amazing Anthony Carter game in oh, San Francisco, 1987. So I don't know. If it lines up that way, we see what happens. Uh, but the last time also the Vikings were in the playoffs, they lost in San Francisco. So <laughs> uh, We got to get through this week, though. Got to get through this week. Um that's the NFC matchups, guys. Yeah, I mean, listen, the NFC is a absolute wild. Like the AFC feels like it belongs to three teams. The NFC feels like pretty much anybody could get hot and take the thing. Uh, yeah, you know, there's no, there's no real like murderer. You know, like there's, there's nobody in the NFC that's like murderer's row. The the tightest team probably is the 49ers and their biggest weakness is at the most important position in football. Boom. So it's weird. It's just super fucking weird, but uh yeah, you you got to win this one to have a chance at the next one. That's that's all we're concerned about. You want to talk about weird. Let's go to the AFC where it's all about win percentage. Uh first we're going to need a break because when we return the longest two-minute no offense all season long. Everybody loves this episode. It's the push off. Yeah, I have put in so many Patrick Swayze movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Thank you, everybody. We returned from the break. Folks, it, we need to get through a lot of games that didn't mean anything. I saw uh, Kyle Trask on the field this week. Um, Dan, what's, <laughs> who's somebody you saw on the field this week you didn't need to see on the field this week? Top of your ad. Uh, Skyler Thompson, Joe Flacco. <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to see Actually, Joe that Flacco. game we got to talk great. about. Uh, who the fuck was it? Uh, who did I see that was just like, what the fuck are you still doing here? Um, Starts with a Nathan, ends with a Peterman. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's it. I was like, why are you here, Nathan Peterman? What are you doing? Well, I mean, honestly, the the weirdest one was, uh, was the fucking kid in Washington, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. I was like, oh, shit, you're playing. He did okay. He did fine. But, uh, yeah, Nathan Peterman's gross. I don't know why he's still alive. Uh, so many games. I have this broken up into NFC and then AFC uh, games that don't matter. Yeah. So, How many, how many minutes? 11? 14? You, That's right. That was another Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, it, it doesn't need to be much over two minutes, no offense, or two minutes but it does need to be a lax uh, clock All here. Right. So just we'll go through these fast. You ready? All right, yeah, two minutes, but with uh, people officiating like it's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ready, but go. Panthers, Saints. Dan, you picked the Panthers to win this one. I mean, a lot of starters played. Kamara, 110, but nobody cared. Hey, I'm thrilled that the Saints won because that means a slightly worse pick for Philadelphia. Panthers won. Panthers won 10-7. Oh, I thought the – didn't the Saints do win? Do I have this written down wrong? Panthers yeah, won. Do. Panthers won 10-7. <laughs> oh fuck did i oh well fuck doesn't me, matter buccaneers 17 falcons 30 dan you got this one i did i did but who gives a shit <laughs> no one uh ritter played gabbert played like i said um we saw trask anyways um i don't know maybe something for the falcons for the future algier london coup these are good players yeah they good. got some good young kids man if ritter's for real we'll see uh, moving right along. Vikings twenty nine, Bears thirteen. I picked this one. Yeah, you doing picking Nathan Peterman oh. of these Bears, damn. Uh, At the time when I picked him, I didn't think it'd be Nathan Peterman. I thought it would literally be a hobo <laughs> uh, that they would pull it off the streets. And I think we, uh, you guys might have been, uh, might have had a run for your money. Vikings turned to uh, Alexander Madison and KJ Osborne to light it up. Um, Bears not only had Peterman in there, but uh, Tim Boyle throwing two picks. Okay. We'll take them. Bears knew what they were doing, though, as they cinched up the first overall pick. Um, and we'll explain all that at the end because um, that game I did not put in the two minute. No offense. Um, no. Continuing. Cardinals, 13. 49ers, 38. Obviously, we both saw this thing coming. Uh, did David Blau at, at the helm. McSorley played some to uh, Purdy through three touchdowns, uh, two to Kittle. Um, I mean, this is probably the most fitting send off for JJ Watt, though. It's like, yes. hey JJ, thanks for giving excellent effort on a shit team. Oh, that's two minutes, but we're still going. Oh yeah, we have to. But yeah, that's a very good way of putting it, JJ Watt. I didn't bring that up last week. Final game of the season, first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Like. There's certain guys that should be able to skip the five-year waiting period, and J.J. Watt is one of them. And then he's going to go back and, um, you know, as Houston Texans will give him a ring on or thing, you know, all that good stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And also, Clint Kingsbury's... He'll, He'll run for Congress, I'm sure. Clint Kingsbury's last game as Cardinals uh, head coach. 
Kime's also going to be on as GM. We'll cover all this with the coaches at the end. And the 49ers, with that win, clinched the two seeds. So they played their starters. They still wanted that game. Um, they only have to play on the road in Philly through the playoffs. Moving to the last one for the NFC. This Again, a lot of games were just flying through. Cowboys 6, Commanders 26, Dan. Uh, like you said, the Howell game in here. Uh, Joey Sly was 2 for 4, missed an extra point. Uh, rough yeah. one for him. But Commanders... It was a rough kicking game. We missed an extra point, too. It must have been windy. Um, but a rough uh, ending as uh, Prescott led the league in interceptions this year, but still missed five games. Sounds like he led the league in taking chances, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right. You're fine with that. Um, I have to say this to myself, Scott. I get you. I get you. And then finally, AFC games. I got three more to get through. Guys, just uh, hold your breath. We're going. Browns, 14. Steelers, 28. Look, this one meant something to the Steelers. The Steelers played like it did, and they looked good in this one. Um, pick it through a touchdown to uh, Pickens. That's a neat little hook up there. Uh, Browns have their own little issue with Deshaun Watson. Um, that's not, I don't know if that's going to go away. We'll see within a whole offseason what that is. Uh, but what's a, So the most impressive thing I think about this is Tomlin keeping his streak alive now. All 16 seasons he's been a head coach, he has never had a losing season. Losing record. People thought this was the... Uh... This was the end of the Steelers this year, but alas, it was a steel dawn. Oh, nice. He's, yeah, that's his way. They keep coming. Um, Chiefs. <laughs> There's so many. He was prolific. Chiefs beat up the, the Raiders 31-13 to 13, uh, to kind of help a lot of uh, the NFL woes here. Um, they run around in a circle in their huddle. Okay. Um, six sacks, though. I think that was what did it. Stidham. Uh the yeah. magic disrespectful yeah the magic <laughs> didn't really disrespectful. come back it was 24 to 3 chiefs at the half there wasn't a lot we're like all right we'll come back for the night game on saturday uh but the chiefs clinched the number one seed with that one and then finally dan uh chargers and broncos game 28 to 31 chargers uh had nothing to play for in this one they were already set up well yeah. It was a seeding thing i guess if the ravens won at this no cuz this yeah, that, that was, was earlier in the day no, they were locked in. Yeah. They were absolutely – the Chargers literally had nothing to play for. Um, You know, they they gave it a decent effort, but, yeah, they didn't give a shit. They didn't actually care. Well, they had uh, Mike Williams get hurt and, like, carted off at a point, and then Herbert's staying in that game, and Chargers fans getting a little pissed off that their starters stayed in this game so long. It was 17 all at the half. Um, so, yeah, Wilson threw three touchdowns. Uh, but, yeah, Broncos with this win – they're going to try to turn the offseason into like a look at Hackett was kind of the problem. I think he's going to be their scapegoat. Wilson will stick, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is – it's an absolute scapegoat situation. Jerry Judy had a good game, almost 200 total yards from scrimmage. He he was trying to play. He was doing good. Yeah. I just – I wanted the Chargers at least – I don't know if they'll do it in the playoffs, but I would have loved to have uh, seen them in their powder blues. Uh, that finally is the seven-minute no offense. <laughs> ah. And I got three Swayze movies. Nice, nice. That counts. Um, So the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one seed. They are playing next week. They do not have to play this weekend. They're done for this one. Um, We have to discuss kind of that, but let's uh, get through the seeding thing here first. Um, 
a game we can spend a little bit of time on is the Saturday night one where the Jaguars beat the Titans 20 to 16. I picked this one. Um, we were, we were texting with our buddy Pat during this one a little bit because the, uh, Jaguars, this is a playoff game for him. Uh, it kind of has oh, yeah. been for him lately, uh, in the season, but, um, it was a tight one. Titans were up at the half, 13 to seven. Uh, Dobbs was keeping a minute. Henry was healthy and running like a sledgehammer again. And they kicked a lot of, they ran him like 20 times in the first half. Ton, yeah. And kicked, but the Titans had to f- settle for a lot of field goals. So, um, what it ended with was that, uh, Dobbs fumble that was scooped up and ran in for a touchdown. It was a fumble, right, Dan? It was a fumble. Um, his it, the ball was out of his hand as his hand was moving forward. So it, basically, it was more of a catapult, yeah, smacked it uh, than anything. So yeah, and when it hit the ground, they're like, okay, let's let this game play out. And if it was an inter- you know, if it was a throw, we'll, we'll call it back, no harm, no foul. Which I think is the right way to play it. I don't, I don't know why the officials don't. Especially on a clean, open field run. It's not like, hey, we were worried about the player's safety. It's like, right. he's got a free run. Just let him go. Um, and I, I think it was the right decision. The Jaguars won this game, but all of the confidence that everybody had in Trevor Lawrence really got shaken by this game, where in multiple occasions he looked fucking terrible. Uh, and he was not the reason they won this game either, you know? Right. This That's seven points that did not come from Trevor Lawrence. He had maybe one good throw in, like, the second half, but aside from that, the game seemed very big for him. Very strange for a former national championship winning college QB. I think the Titans, yeah, the Titans know the Jaguars, though, well, and, like, when you picked him in this game, it started me thinking, like, yeah, it, it could be one of those Vrabel head games where he just kind of gets at you and, and bugs you until they and won the game. And for the first half, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, and I was a little bummed out by that because I didn't want to see the, the Titans team. This Titans team, which is a very messed up kind of uh, team, especially on their offense right now, in the playoffs. It just yeah. wouldn't be fun. Jaguars? They're hurt. They need a QB. They need other options. I mean, I, I think if you're the Titans and you're maybe looking at a new QB because there's not a chance Tannehill's back. Right. If if you're looking for a new QB next year, you're a pretty good looking team in a pretty easy division. That's kind of appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like a veteran to come in because the. Oh yeah. Yeah, where you're picking is a weird spot. So. Yeah, the Jaguars are a little bit more fun team to be in the playoffs. I'm glad they won this. I'm I'm cheering for them in the playoffs. Honestly. Um, home game and they get another primetime one. That's that's exciting for them. Um. They're getting the Chargers. We can basically move into that one because the Chargers already played, uh, or we already talked about that one with their starters in Denver. They're going to Jacksonville Saturday night. That's the uh, 7.15 our time kickoff, Dan. Um, This is an interesting one. I feel like these two teams pretty balanced. Chargers are on an uptick themselves lately as they've been getting healthier. Um, I think it's like Rashawn Slater's like the only big starter they didn't get back. Um, well, I mean, also the chargers are kind of funny and the, the chargers were like, Oh, we need to, uh, we need to tool up and get a whole bunch of really good players. And then they go get JC Jackson who hasn't done yeah, shit all true. year. He's been injured. JC Jackson um, was a, but they, a lot of money that didn't do much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of money going nowhere. But uh, aside from that, Derwin James is a fucking freak. Khalil Mack's a fucking freak. The fact that Joey Bosa is coming back, this defense is for me. If you struggled, if 
the way Trevor Lawrence struggled against this Titans defense, he's going to struggle even worse against this Chargers defense. I would be I would be shocked to see the Jaguars win this game because but once again, Jaguars house money. They were not supposed to be here. They're way ahead of schedule. Chargers are on schedule. This is where they're supposed to be. The Jaguars are here a little bit early. Yeah, no, that's a good point. The uh um you know Doug Peterson turning this uh, Jaguars team around one year uh, from where they were to now is is impressive. Yeah. And they they had the number one overall pick this year with Trayvon Walker. They're in the playoffs now. They yeah. won their division. 14 last, yeah. Good job. Good job, Doug. Yeah, and they weren't going supposed to be there that at this point either maybe six weeks ago. So turn it around. Again, this is another... Uh, South Division winner like the Buccaneers, where you know any other spot. I don't know if they've been there or not. They had been a wild card race to get in before. Um, I think the Jets and the Patriots are a little bit like, why can't we be in the South this week or season or whatever? <laughs> um, but you know that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. And here we have a Chargers versus Jaguars game. I think the Jaguars have a shot in this one, if nothing, because uh, playoff atmosphere and they haven't been there before and what Chargers fans will be there. <laughs> but uh what Chargers fans are there. Right. But um I don't know, like you said, yeah, Lawrence didn't look great in that one. They've been a very up and down team um where some weeks they haven't shown up. I think it's going to be tight. I do like the Chargers better just on paper. I mean, you got more talent there with Keenan Allen and and uh Eckler and stuff like that in their offense. I think and, and Herbert is an ascending talent. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence's like getting his bearings, but we're looking at a guy like Justin Herbert who is into that next echelon. He's missing but, some offensive linemen, but he knows to get that ball out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting that ball out quick. And he's got Austin Eckler, which always helps when you've got that guy that you can just turn to in the flat as a dump off. Um we haven't really talked about it, but the AFC playoff quarterback situation is exactly what the NFL wants. Mm-hmm. Welcome it's, to the next. It's yeah, it's the next generation. It's Mahomes. It's Allen. It's uh, fucking Burrow. It's it's one of my Trevor Lawrence it, who they'd love. It's one of my crazy stats. Pat Mahomes is the oldest QB in the AFC playoffs at twenty-seven years old. It's insane. Yeah. It's a, the AFC is absolutely loaded with quarterback talent. It's unreal. Um, let's continue on. Let's talk about uh, Patriots Bills game. The Bills beat the Patriots thirty-five to twenty-three. Patriots showed up for this one. Um, in fact, they took the lead. I think in the second half at one point. Very briefly. The story though was um, Naheem Hines' kickoff return to start this game, uh, which was amazing. You know the the whole thing. You know they're taking the time for Demar Hamlin, and then boom, that. Oh, yeah. And then he does it again later, just you know, for fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? You get two in a game. Just if you're if you're doing it, double. You have down. two kickoff returns in a game. I don't think you're losing it. I'd be very interesting to see the stats of a team that's lost a game after two kickoff returns in the game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a kickoff and a punt return, and you still lost. Something the game. weird like that. I, in fact, yeah, but yeah. It'd be. I would not be shocked if it was the Chargers. <laughs> it seems <laughs> like lost that game that season, that one season, that liar. Yeah, um, Josh Allen hit Diggs on all that super long one too, or just skies it and Diggs runs under it. That stuff. Oh, and somebody else had a little Superman catch for the Bills. Like they look, they look like the stuff that you were worried about after that bad injury is not going to be a problem for now for Buffalo. 
and they're geared in for yeah. these playoffs. Sure, uh, they'll miss the starter Hamlin, but it's not like they're gonna—they're not in shell shock or anything like that. Thank God. So um, they knocked the Patriots out of this uh, um, playoffs and locked themselves up a two seed in the process. Yeah, I, Buffalo. I think between Buffalo, Kansas City, and the Bengals, you've got three potential Super Bowl participants. Yeah. I think, to me, right now, the rest of the AFC feels like an also ran, but I we felt a little bit about you know, a little similar to the Bengals uh, last year. last year, where they didn't feel like they were the fucking team. So who knows? Um, steel sharpens steel, but steel also fatigues the shit out of other steel. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's I I would be. I would be shocked if anybody but those three makes the Super Bowl, but I would not be shocked if uh, one of those three gets, or if Buffalo or the Bengals get knocked off this week. That would actually not surprise me. Um, we're at that point now. You brought up these three teams, and um, the NFL made a big old decision this week, uh, week and we need to talk about it. Um, because the Bills at Bengals Monday night game was canceled on week 17 and not played, they had a whole setup of uh, scenarios that they were going to do heading into week 18. Um, the no team, the Bills and the Bengals would play one less game than everybody else, or at least have one less uh, completion game, completed game. And because of that, there was a lot of setup and coin flip set things, things like that. The only things that are really on the table now, as far as I understand, Dan, is if the Bills and Chiefs meet. In the championship game, they're the last two standing. That's a neutral side. It's going to be somewhere else. Okay. That's it, right? No more coin flips. Nothing else has happened. We don't really need to take the time to talk about those. Am I right? No, because there, <clears throat> there was no way that the Bengals could have gotten the one seed. There was no way. Um, even if the Bengals be- had beaten the Bills, there was because no way the they could have gotten the Because the Chiefs ended up seed. winning in Vegas, the Bengals, and that one seed thing is not there. Could the Bengals have gotten the two exactly. seed? And the Bengals be at the home? The Bengals yes. could have gotten the two seed. If they um, beat the Bills, so that's, yeah. Yeah, but there is no reason for them. Yeah, so there's no reason for them to worry about the one seed. Um, and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to take care of the fucking uh, the the Bengals and the Bills are gonna have to take care of each other if they win this week, because it's very unlikely that. I mean, well, that no, that's the way it would go. If the Bengals and Bills win this week, they're facing each other. Right. Right. Now, if the well, yes, doesn't matter else. Um, if the Bills won that game on Monday night in Cincinnati previously, they would now mm-hmm. be the number one seed. They would be. Yes, they would have the number one seed. And, and not be playing until next week and everything goes through Buffalo, all that stuff. So I'm just thinking of that. that. Um, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, we're, we're talking about the winners of that game that, that went till about six minutes left of the first quarter. The Bengals are up seven to three, but I don't know. It's hard to get a read on where that game was going to go. They canceled it. The Buffalo player got injured. I mean, I don't know, Dan. What are your thoughts on? Obviously, the one thing the NFL and everybody's been saying is there's no perfect scenario. They didn't do the the arm wrestle championship or whatever you were deciding to do that these guys are going to do. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have fucking worked. Uh, uh, yeah. So, what do you think? So I think they made the best of a bad situation. Okay. Um, I think they made the least wrong choice. Okay. 
in that they're like, I don't know, man, coin flips. This shit's so weird. Just coin flips and uh, neutral site. Mm. I don't fucking care. You know, um, I think I think Mike Brown's so cheap that if if the Bengals are out of it by that point and it is Chiefs and Bills, he's like, we're a neutral site. Give me the revenue. Mm. Um, you know, that that wouldn't shock me. That would help the Bengals out a little bit. Um, I think Bengals would be very pro Bills in that game. I just have a I have a sneaking. Suspicion. It feels almost yeah fitting to have that game. I mean it it almost is closer the well to Kansas City. I don't know if there's like a destination that's exactly between there. I, I mean honestly, it would be fucking Soldier Field. That'd probably be your closest yeah. you could get. Ford Field, but, like they uh, always do, but I guess Detroit's out. But that's close to Buffalo. Yeah, that's, that's super true. close to Buffalo. Um, I don't know. Uh, in my mind. The Bengals came out of this one. They were kind of a little upset by this and the coin flip stuff, but it didn't turn out to matter because they beat the the, yeah. the Ravens anyways. I, I think it's the Bills. I think the the Bills have a an argument of a gripe here. Of course, it, you know it's their player that got hurt and everything. And how do you how do you, you're not going to bounce back from that? But if if they that game was played in Cincinnati and they won that game, they'd be the number one seed as it all played out here. Now, I mean it's a big but if. the gripe is. What if the NFL had made them play the rest of that game and they lost? Yes. Yes. You know, then I think that's even more embarrassing for the NFL. And I think that would have been more embarrassing for the Bills. Oh, been like, hey, real bad for the Bills. Yes, that's true. Yeah. It's like now you can't get the number one seed. Holy shit. Here they had the argument of F. You're right. In that scenario, no. Yeah, that's going to be awful. Um, Whatever. We got to live with it, right? Uh, we'll see how the, yeah. the playoffs play out. Uh, You know, maybe the Chiefs lose – immediately and then it doesn't matter and this game's played in uh pick it baltimore what it's yeah <laughs> it's baltimore miami everybody um all right moving on jets dolphins speaking of miami <laughs> this game oof, was a rough one so we don't have to spend a lot of time on this game jets six dolphins 11 that's how it ended due to the uh Ugh. The, yeah, the pitch back stuff at the end. Almost like don't even give those touchdowns at the end that don't matter, but whatever. Uh, field goal game, Sanders kicked three field goals. This was a Flacco and Shaq, and uh, I did it again. Skyler Thompson, a Flacco and Skyler Thompson started game. So what it was is what it was, but the Dolphins took care of business at home. They clinched the playoffs, and because they won this, the Steelers don't get in. The Dolphins do. Hurts the Steelers. Um, this Dolphins team is everybody's licking their chops to play them because who knows who their quarterback's going to be and who knows if their quarterback's brain is actually functioning this nah. year. Um, so I mean, it's it's tough. If I if I'm the Miami Dolphins, sure I made the playoffs. Sure I did slightly better than last year, but um, if, if I don't have have a healthy Tua moving forward, I don't know what I've got down there in Miami. Teddy Bridgewater's supposed to be getting healthy himself too. It was like a broken finger or something though that he was coming back from, which is not an easy thing. So nope. they're like, yeah, maybe Teddy, and then we don't know about Tua. He's on the concussion protocol and things like that. Listen, as as a seven seed playoff team, I don't know about putting a concussion prone guy at risk. I know that's no, probably you, your only chance, but sure, it's your your first call is uh, to put Tua in the game, and your second call is to his next of kin mm. and uh, apologizing for what happened. So I I think it's a really bad move to put Tua in, especially with this very glaring focus on player safety and health. Amen. Um, 
I would I would be really really shocked. That's right. I got another Swayze movie in there. <laughs> so Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. This is the Sunday noon game. Um, I don't know the weather that's going to be in Buffalo. I don't think we're expecting a bunch of snow, but it's probably not going to be warm. Uh, the Dolphins quite a, a run this season. Um, when good for them. I know and. You go. You look back when they were at yeah, their best was when it was ninety five in Miami, where Tyreek Hill was running past you, and now he's like limping on a bad ankle out there. So, yeah, you're you're going to Buffalo in the middle of winter as a warm weather team, and you're going to be playing in a stadium where the team is ready, probably more rested than they should have been because they basically missed the game <laughs> about a week ago. Uh, and the fucking crowd is going to be jacked up. It's like the beginning scenes uh, of Roadhouse. They got to be feeling like it's all on. Yeah, the Bills have like team of destiny feels here. Oh yeah, I, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm almost conceding this game and licking my wounds and getting ready for next year. Mm. So yeah, Buffalo's gonna tear through them here. We'll see how badly uh, on Sunday at noon. The next uh, game to talk about Ravens Bengals because this leads us. Right into the matchup. Ravens 16, Bengals 27. Now, this was a Anthony Brown-started game for the Ravens, and I think that is the big old question is, does it going to be him again? You know, Lamar Jackson, is he supposed to be back here for this one? I think he kind of has to. But uh, if he's not healthy enough to, you know, walk around on that bad leg, then that's that's the decision here. But, um we saw a Bengals team take care of business early and then sit sit down on this and kind of slow it down as much as they could. It was 24-7 Bengals at the half, and they just wanted to win it and realize we're going to see these guys again immediately. We can't show them everything. So they tried not to, but uh, Ravens will come back here following week, Sunday night at uh, 7-15, Ravens at Bengals. Uh, I would be shocked if the Ravens win this with a healthy Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is their only chance is with healthy Lamar. Um, and I, I think it would do Lamar a world of good if his knee is functional to go out there and have himself a game. Uh, because the Ravens have seen that without him, they are not a playoff caliber team. They just aren't. Uh, with him, they have a chance. And they, I mean, honestly, they could have won the AFC North if he had been able to stay healthy. Um, That's the yeah, argument. If I'm, yeah. if I'm the Ravens, that's I need a healthy Lamar. I've got to see him because if he has a decent game, I can re-sign him for a lot of money, and the fans are behind me. Okay, there you go. There's the ar- that's the argument to re-sign Lamar, and I think I'm on that side too. Pay the man. The other argument is, Jesus guy, where you been when we need you? The division was here. You got hurt again. You fell apart. Now we need you for a playoff game, and you're banged up, and you can't stay healthy. And it's because of the way you play. You don't throw the ball, you run it. You know, that's the, that's the argument of you can't pay this guy. You can't make him the, the high-paid guy that uh, the, the Cardinals just did with Kyler Murray because look at him. So you're right. That I, there's been people that make this argument. Lamar Jackson has been on like a contract year all year, and now it's down to a contract game. It's down to a big old contract game. Like, if he d- plays in this game and doesn't show up and plays like an awful game against a very good Bengals team, do they pay him? I don't know. I 
I think it would you would be able to make the argument a little bit easier for your uh, front <laughs> for office your team. Yeah. yeah, you could say like, hey, you know, it's this is the sort of thing we're worried about. Ooh. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I I hope they do. You don't play around with quarterbacks. You don't you don't take a guy who's once won an MVP who is a game changer in a lot of ways and say, eh, maybe we roll the dice and see if we can come up with something better. I don't know. I think you bend around to that guy's will. <laughs> I I think that is reasonable. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan. Well, those are the playoff games. Uh, there's one more game we didn't talk about from last week, and I want to kind of lead that up into the off season because that's coming up too. And you, were, I think, already sent me a uh, email of guys that we're going to be, be looking at for playoff or for uh, the draft. Uh, offensive, uh, offensive list. We already have it. Um, listen, the Houston Texans beat the Indianapolis Colts in Indy this week, thirty-two to thirty-one. Ah, uh, this Dude. game, Jesus. Um, could have very well been a game of the week any other week, but uh, didn't didn't matter other than seeding. Mills in this one, three touchdowns, two interceptions. It ended with a fourth and 20 prayer chuck into the end zone of them already down seven. Hits Akins uh, for the touchdown, his, his uh, second of two of the day, uh, through... I don't know how many Colts, different Colts guys' arms into his. Um, they they decide we're going for two to to take the lead there with the seconds left, and they get that one too. Uh, this come well. First of all, Texans were up seventeen seven in this game. They they let the Colts fight back. Then they come back and take it back from them. Uh, the victory does nothing but lose them the first overall pick. Had to be something new at the moment, too, because the Bears-Vikings game was well in hand early. It was 16 nothing in that game early. Um, <laughs> Lovey Smith doesn't listen to front office, and they fire him. He's fired after his first season as uh, Houston's head coach. He's gone. Texans will now I mean, pick the second pick of the draft. Lovey, Lovey Smith was never going to be the long-term coaching option. Okay. I mean, you could see it. I, I will say, you know, Davis Mills and this Texan displayed some uncommon valor, did a great fucking job there. Mm. Uh, and Lovey Smith being like, you know what? Fuck this. We play to win the game. That's what I've always believed. And uh, worst case scenario, it uh, it helps Chicago get the number one overall pick. Lovey Smith wasn't buying a lot of drinks in Chicago before. He's not buying any now. There you go. Uh, he's having a fucking <laughs> great time. Comes back to Chicago, says thank you. Everybody says you're welcome. And, you know, no one hates Lovey Smith in Chicago, uh, you know. He wasn't the reason why Rex Grossman couldn't play quarterback. Maybe, yeah. Um, he gets a nice consultant a gig there this next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he should. I I would love that if he's like, hey, I'm retiring. I'm going to be a Bears front office guy where he just, you know, if if the Bears wind up getting a haul for that pick, he's just like, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. By the way, you're welcome. That was my team. <laughs> Shitty enough. Chicago Bears on the clock. Let's start it. There you go. Um, I think they don't need a quarterback, but that's going to be a much larger conversation. Yes. It's going to uh, be a fun one all offseason long. Like, quarterback? No, obviously, right? Justin Fields? Uh, still looking good? Okay, well, then what are you going to do with this pick? Sell it, right? We'll see what, who wants it? Colts are like, uh, <laughs> please? Because give us something. Texans right there. All right, so um, we talked about Lovey Smith being fired. I want to talk about some open coaching positions. Okay. 
go all the way back, and the Carolina Panthers did get rid of their head coach. Um, there was an interim guy in, and nobody said that he got the job yet. So I'm pretty sure that position is open. Um, it's open, but it's, I mean, it's only because Tepper's got all the fucking money in the world that he wants a bigger name. But Steve Wilkes turned this team around. Yeah, Wilkes did a great job, and they were uh, close to getting getting the playoff, win the division, honestly. Uh, the Indianapolis. Two wins away. The Indianapolis Colts. With Jeff Saturday stepping in, I I have the feeling that if they even asked Saturday to come back, he'd be like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe he or say I don't lay off." I him. don't think there's any chance he actually stays on. No, I, no, I no. would be fucking shocked. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Colts' job is actually not a terrible job if you can get any sort of uh, even developmental quarterback. They've got a good defense. Their offensive line regressed this year, but it's still loaded with talent. And they have one of the best young running backs in the league, and they've got a couple good wide receivers, and uh, you know Michael Pittman's pretty fucking I solid. Had, yeah, I had some uh, confidence in Ballard and GM and stat. Their drafting capabilities, honestly, up until these last few years, they've just been patchworking their QB spots. So that's what happens with that when you do that. It's the most important position in sports, and they don't have an answer. Yeah, no, I've seen that many many years. Talked about the Houston Texans; they'll be looking yet again. Um. Look, they spent, yeah, they, they've they been in, in an overhaul, and, and unfortunately it's kind of been due to the Watson stuff for a while here, but uh, he's gone now. They can fully hit the reset now, and, and, and I'm interested to see what they do because with their spot they're probably going quarterback, and there's a few here to choose from. They could, they could trade with the, the Bears here after that stuff and just skip it back around. So the Texans, in the first three rounds this year, they have five picks. There you go. Yeah, that's a good way. They have to... the second overall. They have the 12th. They have the 33rd pick. They've got the 65th pick and the 73rd pick. You need to come away from this draft with, in your first three rounds, you need four starters. They got, uh, You've got Stingley to get last year and didn't he get injured like real early? He did. So, I mean, here, that's, that's an fine. extra You're guy back, too. You get yeah. Derek Stingley. But you've got to get four starters out of that. You can't you can't miss on more than two of those guys. Uh, we got Cardinals and uh, Kingsbury gone. Um, listen, Steve Kime had health stuff that he stepped down, and now he's going to be some other position, I guess, and not GM for the Cardinals. So this seemed like the the clean slate button for the Cardinals here. They all right. Well, we got to fill GM. We're going to give them the opportunity probably to get the coach. I think this apparently Bidwell is thinking about trading uh, DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy um, because he's still one of the best wide receivers in the league. But that tells me you've got Kyler Murray. You don't think he's going to be back next year until late. And that is not as appealing for a coach to come into a spot where it's like, hey, not only do you have a quarterback that might be an emotional problem, He's not even going to be able to play for you physically until sometime in December of next right. year. And we want to get rid of your best offensive player. Yeah. No, Cardinals are in a in a mess and that's their own fault for trying yeah, trying to make the decision on who they want to go far with and going, Whoops. <laughs> that's not it. Uh those are the head coaches. The other ones is Browns got rid of their defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. Falcons defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, is gonna retire. 
Yeah, he was going to get fired if he didn't retire. So Pease was. Well, sense. didn't he have a health scare too earlier this season? Sure. I mean, Dean Pease has never been like one of the premier defensive coordinators in the league, but, uh, you know, good for him. It's it's time to go. On one of those uh, hard, uh, yeah, hard knocks, J.J. Watt was saying a lot of nice things about him. Um, coaches up for hire. Well, Jim Harbaugh's name's getting thrown around again. Do you think he leaves Michigan this time? No, I think he gets more money. Okay, this is just another more money tour for Jim Harbaugh. Sean Payton looking. Why, why does he want to? Why was he on leave? I don't know. It's fucking great. Yeah, he's been. He got him into the. Yeah, I don't know. He seems though every year there's this tour he does. So Sean Payton got to get that money. Uh, you think he comes back for one of these teams? Yeah, I think there's a distinct possibility he's coaching the Cowboys if Mike McCarthy gets eliminated this week. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there's still a chance that uh, coaches get fired if somebody bottoms out this week. I do believe that now for playoffs is not a, a clean slate thing. Um, I'm seeing that uh, there's a chance Raheem Morris ends up getting the job in Cardinals. They like him a lot. He was their defensive coordinator. Sure. I mean, listen, the Cardinals job is one of the least appealing jobs to me. Because of the way I feel about Kyler Murray, so it make yeah, so that makes sense. Give us somebody that's, that's already there. been there, maybe knows some people, and that was Morris. Yeah. Um, then I I started making a list of who the Broncos liked, and it's everybody. Listen, the Broncos are are interviewing everybody. They're interviewing your defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. They're interviewing the Niners defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's. I think they're asking Shanahan, the senior, to come back. Like, please. <laughs> um, no, I don't know if he's actually still around um the broncos are going to search high and low but yeah let the coaching search begin for these guys they've already started asking uh playoff coordinators and things like that if they want to come in and interview um we got somebody come get kellen moore please uh oh we got four open spots now we'll see if more join oh the rumor is uh does um Sean McVay want to come back for the uh, Rams. Yeah. I mean, listen, you had one bad year. It's a little bit of a brittle spirit there, Sean. Like, you're sorry you had one bad year, buddy. Let's let's fucking buck up and come back. You made a lot of money. You're going to be fine. He's made a lot of money. That's the other thing. I'm like, well, what's he going to do? Well, he's made a lot of money. He doesn't have to do anything. Um. All right, well, those are the coaches. That's kind of the stuff I have for this episode, Dean. We got a big playoff push coming up. Um. We can wrap up with the uh, where we ended in picks. Uh, I finished with 169 picks correct. Dan, 161. So again, uh, that you we were eight away heading into this week. You picked eight opposite me. We split. <laughs> uh, that's how that's how it's happened mostly. Just one week here or there. That's the way it goes. Uh, what it comes down to is my percentage of uh, correct picks for the year at the 169, 62.36%. That's pretty good. And it's positive. You were at 59, yeah, 59.41. Um, I finished at 169. I do tell you I pick with my, my mom, my brother, his friends, stuff like that. Uh, my mom and my brother, they beat me at 170. They beat me by one game. Ooh. Uh, one of those games that they picked opposite me was that uh, Colts-Texans one. That one was rough. It gave me something else to cheer in that thing. And then um, 
beating them and winning the the group one of us picking was uh, our friend Dan Tazi, who was on the episode as a Jets fan. He got it right. He picked that Broncos uh, beating them. Chargers, who didn't have much to play for in the league, was a late game. Nice. Those are the picks. That's the the episode we have here. Um, we yeah. Listen, me and Dan are sitting in kind of a similar boat. Uh, one of us is a home game, the other one a road game, but we're in a a game for the playoffs where our team should be somewhat favored. Uh, but anything can happen. Like it's it's a one game off here in the NFL while things go right, go wrong, and um, yeah, we both we finished with the exact same record too, thirteen and four. Yeah. So. We're, uh, oh, weird season. Well, no, I I only had 12. Didn't I only have 12 Is that wins? right? I thought you... Oh, because of the... You're right. 12 and 5. Yeah, I thought I won 12 and 5. I was 13 for you. were for 12 and 5. There we are. Um, But still, a very... Of the seasons we've had on this episode, this is the one where we've ended, and we are going to be pretty close to the same. There's a scenario where we match up here still in the playoffs. Of course, there is. So we'll see what happens. I, is it, it is though set up, Dan? Where the only the earliest we can match up is the championship game. I think that's where I'll see you, yeah. friend. So uh, let's let's be the upsets got, together. Let's uh, let's fucking yeah. roll through these let's playoffs move, and create let's an meet issue. Meet there in uh, late January. Um, that's where you guys want to be listening all the way through until then, and the Super Bowl and beyond. So stick it right here. Link, rate, and subscribe. As we wrap up this week uh, with some crazy stats. You ready, Dan? Cowboys Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, the Jaguars, first team now to make it to the playoffs after two consecutive 14 loss seasons. Yeah, they got to be the only one that did it after having two consecutive number one overall right, picks. There too. they are. Um, and you were talking about 14 lost seasons. You know, we're adding a game here within these that helps to get there, too. Sure. True, true, true. Um, Oh, this is the 18th consecutive season with a new NFC East champion. Yeah. This now it goes to the Eagles. Um, This is the first season in 32 years where the Patriots, the Steelers, and and the Colts have all missed the playoffs. That's crazy, but that's what good quarterback play will do to you. Those three teams and their reign in the AFC since we've been paying attention. And then uh, a little uh, love to our uh, friends in the upper Northwest. Seattle it becomes. Or this is the first Seattle sports season where the Mariners and Seahawks have both made playoffs after forty-five mm. years of coexistence. Yeah, Seattle, one of those uh, mid-level cities. I don't know anyone that's actually yeah. been there. And the Mariners have been bad for a long, long while. The Seahawks have yeah. been around there, but the Mariners have been bad. The Mariners had so much talent, they never did anything Right, with the Griffey years and stuff like that. and then Griffey, Alex Rodriguez, fucking uh, Randy Johnson. God, they were that, loaded, That's dude. baseball, though. If you don't pay the guys, they're going to go you know, to New York where you get paid. That's true. Folks, yeah, a lot of money that's the push-off. Um, if you were looking for... Some Georgia fun. We'll get to that in the offseason because uh, there'll be mm-hmm. plenty of those guys getting drafted again. We had all that Bulldog stuff before. God, they kicked the shit out of yes, TCU. Yes, they did. And so why talk about it? TCU just didn't even yeah. show up for that. 
Um, the fact that a college football national championship game would easily slide into a two-minute offense <laughs> is not good. It's not good. Not a good sign. The ones up to it were great, but yeah. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. But that's what we have for your NFL episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, but please, Dan, before we leave, parting words of wisdom. The NFL regular season is over. Congratulations. It's meaningless. Mm. None of it matters because the only thing that matters now is the fact that there are 14 teams with a shot. There are seven teams each conference with a shot at the Super Bowl, and there will only be one happy team at the end of this. Everyone else will be fucking miserable. We'll be so close we can fucking taste it. It is the goddamn scourge of Tantalus. I can feel it. But not this year, my friends. This year is the year the Cowboys go all the way, and I'm going to feel great, and I'm going to feel real bad, Scott, when we beat your team in the NFC Championship to go all the way to the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, Confidence Sounds like I'll feel worse. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Push Off Podcast. Tell your friends. I'm Scott. We'll talk to you in the divisional round. Goodbye.